Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's currently Wednesday morning and I'm sorry I missed last week's episode. Things were just super crazy and I decided I would save it for the time where I'm feeling a lot better and we can chat a little bit more about what's going on and the new and exciting things that are happening and I would give you guys a little break because there's so many episodes coming out in the next few weeks and I just took the time this morning to pre-plan what's coming out for the next two to three months because I batch recorded that much and I now know that I don't need to go so crazy because then my episodes aren't coming out in real time and that's not fun either. So I have put everything in my Google Drive and I've sent it to my editor so she knows who's going up when and when I'll be out of town so she can edit them ahead of time so I can pre-record and I can keep getting episodes out to you while I'm in Ecuador this January. But I'm really excited to be back on the mic. As you know, it's therapy for me and I saw a meme yesterday that it's like, don't start a pod, like, you know, because we say like therapy, like podcasting is like therapy. It's like, you don't need a podcast, you need therapy. I saw that yesterday and I thought that was really funny. But speaking of therapy and speaking of long weeks, last week I didn't come on because I was just kind of going through it and if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that. I've talked a little bit about that and I just needed to take a step back and take one thing off my plate for a little while and I'm really glad I did and now I'm feeling refreshed and re-energized and ready to jump into the holiday season and next week is my birthday and I'm really excited to spend time with my family. We're going camping and then it's also Thanksgiving and I'm really excited to just take a deep breath and unwind and we're going to be camping in Orlando so it's going to be a little bit more fall weather, slightly more than it is in Miami right now. It's 85 degrees um, which everyone on my Instagram story is like, I'm so jealous of you right now because it's cold where I live or it's snowing or this or that. And I'm just like, you know, it's the time of year where I'm really glad I live in Miami, but I also miss seasons and I miss fall. Um, but starting around now, it gets a little too cold for my liking. So I'm glad I'm back home. But this week's guest is one of my friends from college and he is someone that really is a powerhouse. He talks a lot about mental health and men and mental health and he's trying to be an actor. He's working at a restaurant. He, you know, he's involved with his church. He's a very well-rounded person and someone that I've always loved having as a friend and having in my corner and he actually asked me last week, did you ever do that detox that you said you were going to do? And uh, no, I did not. Um, I wish I could. Maybe Ecuador will be that for me because we're going to be in the Amazon where there's literally no civilization and no technology for a couple of days. So maybe that'll be my detox. Fingers crossed. And that is in about two months. Um, So we got to get through the holidays first, but I'm really excited to have Jalen on the podcast and we have a really great conversation about how we met and how much we've changed since we've known each other and what he's up to now and how his journey with mental health started and why it's so important to talk about mental health and men and mental health, especially because it's not talked about. It's still a huge stigma, even more so than just mental health in general. And it's actually Men's Mental Health Month 
the month of November. So it was a really great time to have him come on the podcast. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen. But before we jump into Jalen's conversation, I wanted to tell you guys how I'm doing. And yeah, I'm doing a lot better. I, you know, I've been saying the last couple of weeks, I've been really overwhelmed and stressed out just going off on my own, figuring it all out, what that means, what that entails. And working at a law firm on the side, that's my day job, and then building my companies on the side of that, and I feel like I'm working three jobs, and you know, it's hard to feel like what you're doing matters, and that it makes sense, and that you're succeeding, but being an entrepreneur isn't easy, it's not going to be easy, it's not gonna look glamorous, and I think there's this big perception that it's the most glamorous job in the world because you don't have a boss and you get to make your own team and your own hours and yeah that's true but it's also like you have to be disciplined you have to have the motivation the passion for it and I was listening to a YouTube video my dad sent me last night and I'll link it in the show notes for you guys but it's called the algebra of happiness and he says that you know People that have already made it are going to tell you, find what you're passionate about and do that as a career, but that's not enough anymore. And it's really true. Like you, you can't just be passionate about it. Like you have to be willing to work for it and put in the work and it's really hard and it's really emotionally taxing and it's draining and it's especially difficult when you have to work other jobs to make ends meet, to be able to build this job and you know, I'm really grateful for my interns, truly, like, the team that I've built around me, my friends and family and my support system, but also my podcast editor, my best friend, who Amber, who is my childhood best friend, who's a designer, who's my brand director for Connect to Social, my interns at Connect to Social, I'm so grateful for them. I would not be able to do everything that I do if I didn't have them, and, you know, training them to then be my assistant on the law firm side as well, and, you know, helping me with intake and sending documents to clients and developing the files and, you know, taking a trademark course to learn all about this, you know, the trademark practice that I want to get into. It's a lot of work, but I'm really grateful for it. I am so proud of myself for how far I've come in the last year getting to where I am today to build this up. You know, I've said it before, but two months ago, this wasn't the plan, you know, I have to pinch myself sometimes that, you know, I'm a business owner and yesterday was National Entrepreneurship Day and, you know, that I'm an entrepreneur and it was really cool to take a step back and celebrate how far I've come in this journey and, you know, I like to do a birthday letter to myself blog post and I asked my audience, like, do you guys want me to do one? Because I don't, I've been really reflective and introspective throughout the last few months on Instagram and telling you guys how I'm doing. I've been a lot more open about it than I normally am. And people are like, no, I still want it. So I'm going to write my birthday letter sometime this weekend and reflect on how becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a lawyer now that I am a lawyer has impacted me on a deeper level because I truly... I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be an entrepreneur. I know I'm really lucky, especially so young, to be going off on an untraditional path and have the support that I do. And I don't take it for granted that, you know, I have that privilege, that luxury that I can 
work at a law firm part-time and live at home with my parents and save money while I'm building this up because I know that that's not everyone's reality but there is still struggles and I'm still overwhelmed and stressed out and you know I've been struggling with not being overwhelmed and stressed out because it looks like I have it made but you know I don't no one does and so that's been part of what's been going on and that's why I didn't do an episode last week because I just it was gonna be really negative and down and I was like I've been doing that for a little bit too long on social media I don't want to keep being negative so I took a step back and it was really really good for me and I'm excited that this week's episode is about mental health and someone else can share their story and why mental health is so important and why we do need to be open about talking about it, the good, bad, and the ugly, but that we can't live in it because, you know, that's not, we can't let it define us. There's so much more to us and, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it's just a bad day. Tomorrow is a new day and tomorrow will be better and... I'm really grateful that I have surrounded myself with that mentality and the people that have that mentality and just gratitude and working on my meditation and motivation movement practice like that's one of my intentions for 2023 it was for 2022 and I got better about it but 2023 I really want to continue to implement movement and meditation and discipline and just motivating myself through gratitude and looking at the bright side and the opportunities to come even through the struggle because I'm really lucky to be where I am and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. So with that, a quick suck and sweet of the week. My suck of the week is that I kind of wish there was seasons in Miami, like slightly more, like give me like sunny and 65 degrees and I'll be so happy. Sunny and 70 degrees, and I'll be happy. Like, I just wish it was slightly cooler than 85 degrees in November. But, you know, that's not even a real suck. Honestly, I'm really grateful for the struggles that I've been going through in the last couple of weeks because they've really brought me closer to the right kinds of people and helped me really reevaluate and check in with myself. Is this really what I want to be doing? And 100% it is. And that's part of being an entrepreneur, you know? figuring out like, is this really what I still want? And checking yourself and deciding that it is. And my suite of the week is that this morning I actually got a text message or a DM from a lawyer that I've connected with on social media. who's was like, hey, I have an IP question for you. And I was like, yeah, what's up? Like I'm available right now. He asked me if I had a moment and the questions that he asked me, I don't have the answers to because I'm very very new into the ip world i've taken ip classes i've taken the trademark course but these are complex very intricate issues that i'm just not well versed in right now and i don't want to give him the wrong information so i said i think this is a question for this person you should reach out to them and he was like i actually got an answer from another ip friend that i reached out to but i'm going to connect with your friend because i always love having new people to follow and connecting with people and thank you so much And it just felt really cool to know that someone sees what I'm doing and that I am putting myself out there as someone who does IP and that they came to me and asked me a question. Even though I wasn't able to help them and I referred them to somebody else that they were like, thank you so much. Like, I'm going to take this as a referral and go follow that person because 
I like having new people in my network and that's how I met this person. You know, I met him through a referral from somebody else who is not a lawyer but knows a lot of people in my industry and she was like, he's someone really good for you to know. So it's just really cool to see how my network has developed and that we're all here supporting each other and referring each other and introducing each other to different people that can help us and help our clients better. And it's just really cool that he values me and my insight because he is much older than me of a different generation, but he has become a really great friend and mentor and someone that I just love chatting with in the DMs about whatever it is that we're talking about on stories because it's just really fun to have people like that in your life. And I'm just really happy that I'm surrounding myself with fellow entrepreneurs, fellow lawyers, fellow professionals in the entrepreneurship space because he has guided me in, you know, deciding is the entrepreneurship route for me or some of my really good friends who are not in the professional space, they're not lawyers, they're not CPAs, they're not doctors, you know, things like that, but they're also entrepreneurs and they have done it before or are doing it alongside me and having them to go to when I need help or have questions or that they ask me for help and ask me questions and that we could share each other's insights and experiences and advice and just have each other supporting us and building that community that network that village is really really nice so i've had a really good week actually i mean monday was very very crazy and i don't know how wednesday is gonna go we have yet to see but tuesday was a lot better um and i'm really excited to see where the rest of the week takes me this weekend the world cup starts and ecuador is actually kicking off the games with Qatar. They're the first game of the World Cup and I'm super excited to go to a watch party with my friend. I'm going to brunch with a different friend on Saturday and then, you know, the week after is my birthday week and I'm really, really excited. I am. I just got my hair done. I'm getting my lips done again. I like to get lip filler just a little bit just to plump them up. I'm getting my eyebrows done, like powder brows because, you know, I don't really have a lot of eyebrows and I hate filling them in. So, you know, a lot of little things that I'm doing to make myself feel better and step into a new year, a better version of me and feel really, really excited for the new year and all the opportunities to come. So I'm in a much better place today than I have been in the last couple of weeks. And for that, I am really, really grateful and really, really excited. And I can't wait for you guys to meet my friend Jalen and hear a little bit more about who I was in college because we talk a little bit about that and how we met and how we knew each other and growing up together and you know his story his journey and why mental health is so so important and i'm just really excited for you guys to listen to this episode so without further ado if you like this episode please leave a rating and review please subscribe to the show share it with a friend screenshot tag us share it on stories it's the best way to grow the show and it really does mean the absolute world to me be sure to follow Jalen on all social medias they're linked in the show notes and yeah I'll talk to you guys next week. Meet Jalen. So Jalen, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Something people don't know about me just from following me? Um, I would say that I'm kind of introverted. <laughs> like I kind of like I, I'm always smiley and I'm always willing to talk, but low key, I don't really care to talk or be around as much as people think. Yeah. So it's so funny you say that. One, that's a really common answer. Like, I love starting with the hard-hitting questions and just to really, like, get candid from the get-go. But that's a common answer for a lot of people, at least recently, that I've been doing, like, this segment. 
but it's also even more funny to me because I met you in college and you ran for sweetheart of my sorority and you were facey as hell and like you were everywhere and I saw you every single day for like three years and you were always so like how are you to everybody like you wanted to hear what they were up to so like I never would have thought that you were introverted and I think a lot of people are like oh if you share your life online you're an extrovert but a lot of us are either introverts or extroverted introverts, but I never would have imagined that you were introverted. So that's an interesting one. But yeah, so we met back in like 2015 or 2016, which is crazy. You haven't seen each other since 2018 that we both graduated college. But yeah, we met because you were running for sweetheart of my sorority and you won sweetheart. So you represent it for people who don't know where in Greek life. And I don't know. Not every school does it, but at our school, we went to the University of Central Florida, a person from an opposite sex chapter. So if it was a sorority, like I was a sorority and he ran for, to represent our sorority as a member of his fraternity. And like, he got to wear our letters. And it's like, honestly, really stupid when you think about it. (laughs) Like it was a big deal in college. So that's how we met. And what did you study in college? What are you doing now outside of college that you've been out for like three years? Yeah, so it's been a minute. I'm, I'm first and foremost, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that was four years ago that we graduated. Wow. My life has kind of been a blur. Uh, I've been doing a lot of traveling. So in college, I studied psychology. So ultimately, I want to become a sports psychologist for a professional team. So I'm going to go back to school and get my master's, get my doctorate as well. Um, That's just one of my goals. Like, I'm going to be honest, school is really not something I care about. It's never really something I cared about because, like, I don't know. I just feel like it tests obedience. Like, I was always a smart kid, but I just didn't really. Like, I always got A's and B's, but I could have got straight A's if I wanted to. I'm the same way. Yeah, it's kind of like, have you seen The Incredible? like the last like the cartoon like the first one yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah 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 so you know like when dash he's racing in on the track he knows he could come in first so he's not trying but then at the end he comes in like second that's how i feel in real life <laughs> like i know i keep coming first but anyways yeah so that's what i studied that's what i want to go back to school for but i also do i have my own company called jtalk solutions so that's what i do under like my media content umbrellas so i also have my own youtube channel called jtalk talks well it's it's by name Jalen Omega Omega is actually my middle name a lot of people don't know that like people were like your last name's Houston I'm like yeah but my middle name is Omega so that's yeah, I always knew you as Jalen Houston I never knew your middle name until like you, I think you started using that as like your username on Instagram but in college that wasn't it so I never I was like where did this come from but I, I figured it was your middle name that's funny yeah <laughs> I think my thing was like just Jalen for the longest time or something like I was like I'm tired of this I was like eh, Jalen Omega but yeah so I have my own uh, YouTube channel where I create like kind of like mini TED talks I'd like to call them just on like motive like kind of motivational speaking and on topics that people uh, around our age would like to hear or a little bit younger that they need to hear it and they don't even know that they need to hear it so I kind of touch on stuff like that motivational talks mental health talks I also uh, run a um, a project with my friend Kylie called the mental health project 
And so what it is, is where we host uh, what well, we try to, because she just recently moved, but we host um, clubhouses every week, uh, just touching on mental health. It's just an open, safe space where people can come in and just, we have like kind of topics and subtopics that we'll like have to set the room and things like that. But it's mainly like open floor, open mic. And people just talk about how their week's going, how their life's been going. And we also use the funds that we get from our merch to assist with those who may need help like therapeutically, but may not have all the funds or the means to get there. So we assist with those right there. Um, we actually just had one, I believe Kylie's been working on that one out in Los Angeles with one of our clients that she's trying to get them taken care of with their mental health and make sure that they're all set. So we've been, that fund recently has been going towards them. So that's another thing I've been doing. And then acting. <laughs> yeah, I knew you wanted to be an actor. I'm happy to hear you're still doing it. But I actually had Kylie on a couple months ago, and she talked about the mental health project. So I'm excited to have the other co-founder now talk about it as well. But yeah, what started you on YouTube? Like, why did you decide to start posting these J Talks and talking about mental health, especially as a man and as a Black man? It's not something that we grew up talking about just in general as a society, but especially in minority communities. And, and the, you know, males definitely don't talk about it as much as women do. So what dis, what made you decide to start doing J-Talks? So for me, I just always kind of knew that I had like a voice. I always had a platform. I always noticed that when I spoke, people listened. Like people really, no matter male, female, child, adult, like people listened to me. And I always knew I had a voice. So I kind of just started, fun fact, I was a streamer for a little bit. I don't know if you remember those times I was always playing Fortnite. And so I was a Twitch streamer. So I always just knew that I had something in me that it needed to be shared and needed to be showed, like just being facey, I guess. And so I was like, all right, I kind of don't want to Twitch stream anymore. Like I want to play video games for leisure, um, just to, you know, guy things. People listen to me when I speak. People like to see me on camera. They say I have a natural stage presence. So I was like, huh, I'm just going to start doing YouTube. So it started out just on Instagram. So I just started just posting stories. And it was just one thing that some girl posted by basically like all men are the same. They go to clubs, they do this, they do that. And it really pissed me off. So I just did like a whole Instagram rant. And I literally had 162 replies to that story. And I was like, was this? this was... This was at the end of 2018. Yeah, I was like, I remember it started right around the time we were graduating. So Yeah, so at the end of 2018, this started, this happened. And everybody was applying like, yo, you should talk more about this, blah, blah, blah. So I did a poll and I was like, all right. I was in like doing improv classes for acting and stuff like that. So I was always comfortable with like stage presence. I was like, all right, let's get this started. So I just started creating Jade Talks and created my YouTube channel. So that's kind of how that started. Yeah, I love that you do have a stage presence. I didn't like, that's not the word I would have like described it. I would have just been like, you are very warm and inviting and you, but you command attention. I mean, you are a tall person. So like literally <laughs> command attention, you take up space. But that's something my dance teacher always told me growing up is like, don't be a space filler, take up space in this world. Like, There's a reason why you're here. Do something with the body that you're in and like take up space. And that's kind of what I would have used to describe you, but it is also a stage presence and I'm sure acting definitely helps with that. But yeah, you do command a room, people gravitate towards you, they want to hear what you're, you're thinking, what you're up to. So that's so cool that just, you know, going on stories and it just happens so organically. And I, I commend you so much for 
having those conversations that a lot of people are afraid to have and being open about them because it's something that I mean when we knew each other in college like I don't think the two of us in college like those versions of us would real like would even think that what we'd be doing right now would be a thing like we didn't talk about mental health like at all and let alone with each other because it just still in 2015 2016 2017 it wasn't something that we were people were talking about but we were both struggling on our own so it actually in the last couple years we we both started using our platforms in a similar way and we're like there's something here we should work together on this so I'm I commend you so much for that because it's it's scary and it's hard and especially as a man I can't imagine what that's like and what has the response been to having these JTOPs and what are some topics you talk about yeah so just to backtrack a little bit so I'm gonna get to that question but for like I think it comes back to a cultural thing when it comes to mental health. So especially like in African-American, even Hispanic cultures, you may have experienced it, but I know for me personally, like we're always taught, like, especially as the black men, we're always taught to be strong. Like you already, you already have everybody against you, blah, 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 this and that. You can't, you don't have time to be sad. You don't have time to be angry and this and this and that. It, like, I remember one time I was like talking to my parents about how like, I just need a mental health break. And they're like, what is that? Like, like you, what, like, what does that even mean? Oh, like, this sounds way too familiar. <laughs> like, I'm emotionally and mentally drained. They're like, what does that even mean? That's not even a real term, blah, 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 blah. You're fine. And it's just like, bro, how are you going to tell me how I feel? And so just kind of growing up, <laughs> growing up around that culture, it's just like, bro, something's got to change. And it's like, why not me? Why, 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 why can I not use my voice to let people know? Like, it's okay to have these emotions. Like every single emotion we have, like, it's just an emotion. It's a humanly emotion like cope with it and handle it accordingly so that's kind of been my response as I gotten older and I'm I think the exact my, same way my parents <laughs> again the Hispanic community is very similar and my parents just always were like you know you're fine read a self-help book like you're being melodramatic why are you crying I'll give you a reason to cry and mm -hmm. I'm like I am not okay like something is seriously wrong and no one seems to care and it wasn't until late college I mean I've been my so my mom actually put me in therapy when I was 12 but it wasn't helping because there was still that culture of like you're fine like don't tell anyone like all of this so it was like I was half-assing it and it wasn't until college when I don't know if we've actually ever talked about it but you and I but I've talked about on the podcast I was dating someone at the end of college that was I remember really, yeah really really toxic for me and it wasn't until I graduated and started law school and I tried to date someone new that they were like you have serious like shit you need to work on like you should go get help like I want you to go get help I love you but like you need therapy and I was like you know what you're right and it wasn't until then that I actually was like okay I want this help three years ago that I really like the person I was in college and the person I am now are completely different because it's that societal messaging that it's not okay to have feelings or be emotional and I got told multiple times like you're melodramatic you're too emotional you're too overwhelming you're too intense you're all these things and this guy was going around spreading rumors about me to literally bring me down and hurt me and it wasn't until I was dealing with that aftermath that I was like no like I'm not gonna allow people to say those things anymore like that's not true like I am not too much I am exactly who I'm meant to be but I want to work on these things because there is trauma here so 
yeah, it's that societal messaging. And it's so, so important that there's people like you and I, especially you talking about that and breaking down those barriers and, you know, building a community where people feel that they can talk about it because it's so, so important to talk about. So again, I really commend you for that. And appreciate that. It was not easy. It's not easy. And it's an everyday battle. Like some days are better than others. As you may know, like some days you wake up, we feel on top of the world. And then one day we wake up and we're like, ah, I don't even want to get up and brush my teeth. This Like I want to stay in bed all day. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's a give and take. It's a, it's a balance, but Hey, I think the biggest thing with that, and I know you've practiced this as well, is just checking in with yourself is so important. Checking in with ourselves is like the most important thing that we need to do every single day as much as possible. Because if you don't, you can spiral out of control really, really quickly. And I've been there before. I literally... Like I kind of have taken a little break from social media and I did a lot of traveling. I took a break from YouTube for a little bit just because I was not okay. I was not okay within myself. I was not okay within my environment and my social circle. And there was just a lot of things that I needed to reevaluate. And it's so important and it's okay. And that's what I want to get at. Let people know it's okay to like take time away from social media. That thing's not going nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> at all. it's not. Absolutely. And I remember when you, you stopped doing them and I, I, and I wish I maybe had been in a better place myself to reach out to you and see how you were doing but I was at the same time going through my darkest times but it's so important to know that you have people you can talk to and a community so you know even if they're not people you know in real life or even if they were people like him and I we saw each other every single day for years but we still talk every once in a while now even you know on the phone on dms whatever to check in because we care and you don't have to see each other every single day. You don't have to live in the same city as the people that are closest to you. That's the beauty of social media. It's not going anywhere and we're allowed to take breaks, but there's also so many ways to use it for good, which is something that you, I and Kylie with the Mental Health Project are really doing the incredible things that you're doing and able to fund getting people help when they need it. If they're not, it's not accessible to them by running these clubhouse rooms and having sweatshirts and as something as simple as merch and using it for good like that, it's just, it's incredible what you are able to accomplish when you start putting yourself first and, and using those life lessons. Like it's not all bad. It led us to where we are. We are grateful for it. Like the, the bad days and the good that take them equally, they're learning lessons and use them to propel you forward. And then you discover your purpose in life. And I mean, like you said at the beginning, you want to be a sports psychologist it's all connected. Using your platform on social media to spread this message of how important mental health is, something that's not talked about in the sports community, athletes. Yeah. Like it's not talked about at all growing up. I know because I was a dancer, so I, I experienced it firsthand with, with professional athletes. All they care about is, you know, the contract and making sure you win games and stats and all of this, and they don't focus on the individual person. If an athlete breaks his ankle, they'll be, you know, give him a cortisol shot and get back out on there like get back on the field get back on the court but like we don't talk about what that does to your mental health when you've been working for this for your whole life and now your career's like in the balance like there's so much that mental health like and I think it's because mental health you can't see it like physical health like you can see a broken ankle or yeah. you know a broken arm or whatever when your knee is wrapped up but you don't see mental health and I think that's a lot of the society thing, like why we don't talk about it. Maybe like it's not a cut, scrape or bruise, like you're fine, like get, 
but even growing up like if you fell off your bike like all right get back out there like rub some dirt in it keep going <laughs> i don't know that was my experience at least um, <laughs> nah, i've been there before yeah so what has the response been from your family from your friends i mean i know your circles have changed and they, they evolve along with us but the people who are still in your life what's the response been and the community as a whole the response uh with my family has been and friends, it's been all positive. Like most of my friends, they see what I post or they see when I text them in group chats and stuff like that. And they're supportive. My family, they're very supportive and they're opening their eyes too. Like I have family that live, cause I'm originally, I was born in Tallahassee. So I have family on like Facebook and stuff like that. So when they see my stuff, like they're looking forward to what I have to say or what I have to post and when the next talk is coming up like week after week after week. And so it's been pretty positive. I mean, I still have some people that I hear through the grapevine, like, like talking crap or just like, just, you know, those people who you grow up together and they are doing nothing with their lives. So they got to bash anything good. So we all have that. But the overall response has been positive. And everyone and I, I kind of feel like it puts a lot of pressure on me too now because it's like okay I gotta keep the ball rolling like I gotta make sure everybody is satisfied again how I was in college like I had to always like give up everything out of my tank and then by the time I check in with myself it's like oh crap I'm on empty I need to refuel no I totally and I and I and again I wish I would have realized that you were running out of fuel because looking back now I see that that you did give so much to your fraternity and to my sorority and you were a bartender so you were working really late hours and, and probably not sleeping well no one slept in college I don't think honestly and <laughs> we were just going so fast full steam ahead and we were yeah we were running out of energy and running out of fuel but we didn't know that we were allowed to take a step back and check in with ourselves and I think with the pressure aspect too of like you know you feel like this pressure now to perform and to put on these J talks and like be there for the community like it's important that you realize like I'm gonna take a break from this I need to go just do me for a little while and go travel and live my life and I'm gonna come back refueled and ready to talk again and really important to continue that but also I think not putting that pressure on ourselves because you have built a community that people are going to want to listen to what you have to say regardless of you know the production behind it what you're saying is valuable and I think it, it's hard not to put pressure on yourself absolutely I struggle with that as well but it's just people care what you have to say because they're they may be too afraid to say it, but knowing that you're saying it is helping them and you know that's the, the whole point of this podcast is to inspire people and make an impact on their lives and I know similar thing for you with JTOPS and everything that you're working on so I think we shouldn't put so much pressure on ourselves because just waking up today and showing up for ourselves is a lot it, and it takes a lot of effort but it's a beautiful thing and we're, we're lucky to get to do it and getting to have these conversations too like that is something special in and of itself we shouldn't lose sight of that it's a lot and it's and it's just expressing gratitude it's all gratitude like just be thankful that we're to be able to sit here and talk and have a have an open conversation over zoom and just speak on these things that people may didn't even know they need to hear it and by the time they get to it, they're like damn they're talking about me like this relates to me like i really needed this today like we don't know how many lives we're changing right now just with this talk so yeah absolutely so besides J talk and traveling the world and acting. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the acting part too, and how to get into acting for someone who wants to, but what has your, like your personal life, like Jalen as Jalen, just 
who you are behind the scenes, behind the social media? Who are you? How are you doing on a personal level? And like, what are things that you enjoy, your hobbies that help you focus on your mental health and prioritize Jalen? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I've been good. Honestly, I have, I don't think I've been more content in my life in a very long time than I am right now. Um, I have a really good job. Um, I'm back bartending, but it's fine dining. It's nothing crazy like it used to be. So it's very controlled. I'll have I'm, a throwback pic so you guys can see, like, from <laughs> Then if, they, if, if there's video or, like, visuals for this, if they see me now compared to then, I look like a baby. Well, same. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't even have the same hair color. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? But my hair was darker in college. It was darker. Yeah. I knew the hair looked different. I was like, yo, it looks... Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's... That's good. That's good that you're doing well. And I, I, I would say the same for myself that I just, I've never been more content. There's more I want to do. There's more I want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, I'm working towards my goals, but 20 year old me looking at 24 year olds me would be like, wow, like I'm really proud of that girl. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that, like regularly, like look how far you've come. Like all the battle scars, the wounds, the memories, the lessons, like they got us to where we are here. And I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, practicing gratitude, actually something I've been doing a lot more. I try to do it every night, but at least a couple times a week, if I remember to, as I'm about to go to bed, like laying in bed already, I will hug myself as weird as that is like literally hug myself and say, I'm happy with you. Like, I'm so proud of you today. I love you like to myself. And it has really changed my life because all I wanted growing up, and I, I don't know if this is similar for you, but and I think we talked about this, like all I wanted growing up in college was to belong, to feel wanted, to feel like I was worthy, that I deserved being there and that people liked me. And you know what? I, I don't need that outside validation. It comes from me. So giving that to myself and being proud of myself and saying that to myself because no one else is going to say it but you have to give it to yourself because you're the only person that you have at the end of the day um, and, and people will people will say it but it just probably won't come as often like doing that stuff like that you don't like hugging yourself talking to yourself in the mirror people I don't think people really understand how much that boosts your serotonin and how good you actually feel. It sounds so stupid, but like everybody, it feels good after. everybody listening to this, give it a try. Just say some kind things and speak in the first or first or third person. Now I don't even remember, but be like, hey, Jalen, you look great today. You're, you're doing well today. Um, you're blessed to be here. I'm thankful for you. I love you. That thing does wonders. Like people don't understand just how much that does for you. And that's something I try to practice. I Since I work kind of late again, it's hard for me to get up early. So I'm really working on that again. But I also have a second job. So it requires me to work wake up early. So I'm able to like take stuff to the office and like, like my one year positive thinking book, my gratitude journal, my planner, my meditations, my scriptures, stuff like that. I'm able to bring all that and actually do that while I'm working. So that helps a lot too with my mental health and help push uh, the creative mind and and stuff forward as well. Yeah, no, that's so, so important. I, uh, I'm not a huge journaler in the like written sense, but my podcast, well, my blog and now my podcast are kind of my electronic mm -hmm. journals, my virtual journals. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 
I live and die by my planner as well. Um, and you mentioned scripture. So are you like super into your faith and has it, has your faith journey evolved over time? Like talk a little bit about that and how that has helped you in your mental health journey. Yeah, it has evolved o- over time. And um, like, I always wasn't like, obviously college, I was trying, but it's really hard with all of those. Uh, the noise. Yeah, all the noise. We'll put it like that. All the noise, it's really hard. But once I graduated and just continued to get older, I started like doing more things in church. I got baptized. I became a member of my church. I started partaking in fasts. And that was something actually recently, basically almost the entire month of January, I fasted. So it was like I could only drink water, coconut milk, smoothies, almond milk from like 6 a.m. to like 5 p.m. And then after that, I can only eat fruits and vegetables. So like no meat, no sugar. Hey, by the way, disclaimer, like talk to your doctor and like make sure you're like being monitored doing this. Don't just go and do this because Jalen is No, it is. But yeah. Maybe next year because it's already done now. But like I lost, I ended up losing, bro. I was so depressed because I lost like 16 pounds. And I was so upset because I like hadn't been that skinny since high school. And I even had like a girl, she came up to me. She's like, Jalen, you got so skinny. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I got skinny, but now I actually don't, I've never felt better, like spiritually, mentally, and even physically after it was done, like I would look skinnier, but like I felt better than I felt in a very long time. So yeah, I've been just very deep into my faith. And I saw you give that look. It's kind of weird. No, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that, like, I wanted to ask you, about not so much the relationships and the dating part, but more so like societally, societally, how, you know, as a man, how women approach you and like, you know, talk to you and how that affects your perception of yourself. So that it was that part, the other part of that look was like, just, you said like you didn't like how you looked. You had never been as skinny as you were in high school, but you felt better than you ever had. So like spiritually, so just that dichotomy of that. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, it was weird. It was like, like I, like the outward, the, I, I looked different outwardly and I felt positively different inwardly, if that makes sense. But how do you reconcile the two if you don't, not that you don't like how you look, but you're not used to it. So how did you physically get back into where you and or or change your mindset to be like, okay, like this is my body. Now I'm going to learn to love it this way because I feel really good spiritually. Like how did that work? So how it started, it was just like, it was, it took a lot of prayer. I'm not going to lie. And I don't know if, if you're deeply religious, but it just took a lot of prayer every single I was praying like three five times a day and not just like thank you God for waking me up this morning amen it was like deep prayers like reading scriptures and just understanding why I was doing this fast because it was it was like with my church so I was like okay like they do this every year this is the first time I'm partaking in it like why am I doing this and as like progressively as the month went on I was starting to learn more and be more spiritually like mindful to like certain situations, conversations I was having, places I was in being invited to, and how I was responding to those things was a lot differently. And I truly believe it was because of the fast, because I was 
doing all these things that God ordained for me in this time of my life. So that's what I mean by like, I looked outwardly differently, but spiritually and mentally, I was in a greater place because of it. Interesting. I am not super religious. I would say I'm more spiritual than religious. And I was also raised in the Catholic church. So it's a, a little bit different the way they do things. But right. I'm, I was just curious because that's definitely a, a hot take, not something that a lot of people in our generation and <laughs> you know, we don't we don't talk about those with the hookup culture and all yeah, that. I didn't know if I would <laughs> but yeah, that. Um and just like the way we were in college is very different obviously than we are now. It's a common theme in this episode, but like just how our outlook on life has changed and how we approach certain things. And I mean, hey, if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Like again, disclaimer, like that's what works for Jalen. You don't have to do the same things like he does if you're in them I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you about them but like it's just you know finding the things that work for you and not what works for me doesn't work for him what works for him is not gonna work for me necessarily like you know you gotta find the things that work for you it's a very personal thing mental health is a very personal journey there's not a one-size-fits-all there's not a one like therapy or process that fixes it um because it's a daily battle it's a choice we have to make every single day um, to to look at the bigger picture, to look at the future, to be grateful and to, you know, know that even if today wasn't a good day, tomorrow is a new day. Uh, and that's something I've really been working on myself and therapy is just focusing on the bigger picture and, you know, not letting myself get so bogged down by the, the noise and the minutia and just really focusing on the present. One of my intentions for 2022 was to be more present and in the moment and to enjoy the the little things more because I'm so impulsive and I'm so we are as a society everyone's like hustle culture and trying to get to the next best thing and achieve all these goals and it's like that's great you can do those things but like are you where are you today are you proud of yourself today are you like check in with yourself so that's um, very important yeah it's so important to check in with yourself and I mean if you know, getting more in touch with your faith and being spiritual is not saying you have to it for people listening. Like if that yeah. is the way that you do that, then by all means, but that doesn't, that's not the only way. But yeah, it just that, that, that look was just like interesting because there is that, like as a man, you know, especially in college, it's a lot about looks and the society is very much about looks and outward appearances and not just physically, but just like how you perceive yourself and, you know, how you, you know, your reputation, confidence, cockiness, all of those things. So how has that shift been like from like, you know, being happy when a girl was like, oh, you're so hot or all of this in college to now where, you know, that girl telling you that it was like, oh, like, okay, something's different here, but you, you took that upon yourself to be like, no, but like, I'm, I want to do this. And I'm glad that my body looks different because I am more in touch with myself spiritually. So like that dichotomy. Yeah, so it's very different. Like, and this girl actually was in a sorority, one of y'all rival sororities at the time too. So I saw her recently, um, but we're really good friends. So she has no filter really. So when she says stuff, it's just like, oh. Okay. I don't know who this is, but you can tell me after. I'll tell you after. You, you, you probably have heard of her, but she said that and I was just like, oh, okay. But and like she even, she kind of rebuttaled too. She's like, I mean, you're still hot. You're just skinnier. I'm like, oh, thanks. But even with that comment, like you're still hot, like that would have done something to my ego back then. But when I get that stuff now, like you're so cute, like 
any girl will be lucky to have you this this and that it doesn't hit the same because I have that I I call it confidence because I'm not cocky I don't think I'm cocky anymore when it's just like okay I don't think you were ever cocky I definitely think you were very confident but I mean I also wasn't like the fraternity that you were part of wasn't the one that I was the closest to so I only saw you when you were like on our turf like yeah. I didn't really like see you out in the wild like with other people so maybe you were but I never took you as cocky trust yeah. me I'm cocky and that's <laughs> not what I got from you I don't think I was ever cocky neither but I do when you get those same kind of uh responses and reactions and stuff like that it does something to your ego oh for sure so my ego was a bit up there, but I don't think I was ever on that level with some of the other people in my fraternity or other fraternities. So I definitely agree with you in that. But it does still kind of hit different. Like it doesn't really do much to my ego now because I'm confident within myself already. Like yeah. I know I look good. Anybody could t- think like we're ugly or whatever. Like or everybody's gonna. Not everybody looks good to everybody, you know. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, and it's a personal thing. But no, I agree. I mean, for me as a woman, it's you know society think that that you know bikini pictures and like gotta like wow well, there's so like the girls in the, my shorty now I'm like I did not look like that when I was a freshman in college like <laughs> I, if I rushed today the like at like how I looked at the time that I actually rushed I would not be in the sorority that I was in like yeah <laughs> very make that very clear Um, so it's really funny just like the way things have changed in the last you know four or five well eight years since I rushed almost just fucking nuts that's so scary that is scary I just thought about that right now like that's frightening um but I feel so old um I'm not I'm a child but we're not even old (laughs) I know like but just no the ego thing it is so true and like but I it always bothered me that men especially and other women care so much more about how we look than who we are as a person like and like they think it's like there's a standard o quote it's like i want a guy to compliment my brain before he compliments my body or my face even now being on dating apps like i know you're in a relationship but i'm single and i'm on dating apps and it's like if the guy's first comment to me is something about my body i'm not like i'm not going to automatically like no but I'm, i'm like no like I just like I, 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 you better you gotta redeem yourself with one shot or like this isn't gonna go anywhere because there's so much more to me than my body or how I look outwardly like talk about my brain like my ambition all the things that I'm doing let's talk about that for a second you know of course I want to be wanted and admired and you know be told that I'm attractive and all of those things but like there's so much more to me than my outward appearance so similar to you with the ego thing like yeah it's it, it feels good it feels my ego but I I know like it, it only lasts for so long <laughs> yeah it, it comes to a point where you, you you will crash and burn if you're only going by ego because looks fade but your personality and how people perceive you and how you perceive yourself and what you project out into the world that's forever that was big that's huge and that was definitely for like my girlfriend now like she wasn't even on my radar honestly like it just happened like the way she we like she looked at me and the way the things we spoke about and the things we like see for ourselves and we're working towards like that was the biggest thing for me I was like wow I can't let this one slip because I was in a very toxic relationship for 10 years that's wild to me 
on and off for 10 freaking years. And it was, it, it, it got me to where I am today. I learned a lot. I'm grateful for it. I mean, we uh, all have those. You know a few of mine. Yeah. Also, one was four and a half and then 10 months. And then that other one, that other toxic guy in college. And another one was like three years. So like, and it sounds so bad, but a lot of times they were like interconnected because they were on and off for several times. So yeah, exactly. Me, I, I know, <laughs> I know the struggle. Um, but how did you meet her, your new girlfriend? So she actually moved here from Georgia to start working for Disney. Um, she's actually an animator as well for Disney. That's cool. Um, she graduated with her animation degree and stuff like that. And so we got into contact through a mutual friend. We had like a, all a get together. She was in town and I met her that night, whatever. And we just stayed in contact. Uh, I was traveling a lot into LA and back to Florida, stuff like that at the time. And we just kept in contact really. And she ended up staying here in Florida and we just kind of just, she was helping me with my J talks, with my edits, with animation. She wanted me for one of her 3D projects and kind of just went from there. That's cool. I'm over the dating app. I think I'm gonna have to meet someone out in the wild as well. I keep telling you, I told you this before. Get off. You just a million times. Yeah. It's entertaining. I'll be honest. You just be bored. <laughs> I'm bored and it feels my ego. But like none of those guys actually like I give any like right. In, you really in do a about because they suck. <laughs> but and you'll. I keep telling you, Kayla. You're gonna find that person especially and you know this too because you're working on yourself so much like like you're building yourself up to like the woman that you want to be that you like that your 20 year old self wants you to or saw yourself being but it may not come in the way that she expected it to come but it's happening right before your eyes before my eyes before all of your friends eyes like it's happening and it's going to come to a point where you've built yourself up so much the guy that you expect to meet those expectations off the rip Main, I mean, when I say off the rip, it'll start probably still be like a month within like talking, getting yeah, yeah. You know what's gonna happen though. Get so off those actually, days. I was telling someone, I've been saying this a lot. So I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like 23 is like the shittiest year. And because, so think, hear me out. So I'm going somewhere with this. Um, <laughs> like 22, between 21 and 22, we're graduating college. So it's like our whole lives has been school, college, and then 23 either you're going to grad school or it's your first year of your working life, but like you are a full-blown adult now, 23. You're like, holy shit, no one, I had no one's answer to, like, what do I do with myself? So it's like this like self-discovery year all over again. It's like not puberty, but like you're kind of like in a way kind of going through that whole thing again of like, all right, who am I? What do I want? You know? So it's 23 is just a really difficult year because you have no one to answer to and you're figuring it all out on your own. But then, so as I, you know, I'm a November baby. So I just recently turned 24 and at, towards the end of the year, like October, November, I was like, holy crap, like 23 was the year of all of these things for me, these self-discovery moments, these realizations I've come such a long way in the last three years, but particularly in the last year. And I feel like 24 is going to be my year. Like I just like literally can't get fucking worse, but also like, <laughs> I know who I am now. I know what I want. I know what I'm willing to put up with. I know what I deserve. I'm not going to settle for less. And like 24, like I, this is going to be my year. So with that said, like, that's why I think 23 is just like, well, that your twenties in general are very mismarketed, but 
but I really think like now 24 entering my mid 20s I'm like okay I'm comfortable in my skin and that's why it's a lot easier for me to look in the mirror and be like I'm proud of you like I I love you or hug myself at night and say those things because I've done the work to get there and I think it's just it's a process but with all of that like with what you were saying about like it's just gonna come when it's supposed to like I think it's gonna happen when I least expect it as it always does and I want it to be that way like at this point I'm not actually on dating apps to try to meet anyone I'm just doing it for shits and giggles like let's be honest it's not happening on a dating app but I'm bored so might as well like why not it's fun I feel like I'm just gonna meet someone and like it's gonna happen really fast like I'm when I meet that person that it's the, the right person for me like it's just gonna like happen so quickly and I'm gonna blink and like you know engage married like life starts and like it's just it's gonna be wild I I, I will say I agree with you I think it's I mean it's coming obviously it'll happen when I least expect it but I know and and I've done the work where I'm I'm more open to it now than I have ever been and it's something that you and I have talked about a lot just in the like over the years you know there's a lot of relationship trauma and bad history toxic relationships that I was in that really hurt my confidence and now I'm finally coming into my own and doing that work in therapy to heal and you know I know what I want I know what I deserve I will I'm and like and that just goes for friendships and the people in my life too and career as well and all of these things like everything happens the way that it's meant to everything happens for reason and it'll come when it's meant to so I agree I just I don't know of course society puts like this (laughs) but I also love being able to have these conversations with people that knew us like before and like they're out their perceptions of us and like they how they view us now and like just like getting to see that growth like the growth you see in me and that I see in you is is really cool and again it goes to show like you don't have to be friends like best friends and like butt buddies and like talk every single day and live in the same city to have really great friendships that are supportive and care about you and want the best for you and I love that that's how you guys met and that you guys support each other in your careers as well you and your girlfriend and um, that's that's super important super valuable especially with something as vulnerable as Talks and the mental health project that she is supportive of that and helps you out in that is really impressive and I hope one day I get to meet her you definitely will. We love the travel. So we, we got a lot of traveling coming up this year. Um, she's phenomenal, but she'll be, she's excited to meet you too. Like I, all of my closest people, I, I talk so highly of you all, even like, especially you Kayla too. Cause like, like you said, we live in two different cities. So she only sees when I like click through your Instagram posts or like mention something that you posted. She'll be like, who is that? Like, That's Kayla. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you'll meet her soon. Yay. I don't know if I like this year, but I would love to go like now that homecoming will probably be back. Like we haven't all experienced a homecoming since we've been alone. Like I want to go or Nighton, like one of the best experiences that we've had in college, which is Nighton, our school's dance marathon, and like go back and just experience life, although definitely downtown Orlando might do us dirty. <laughs> uh, I try to stay away from that place as much as possible. Same. Yeah. That would be <laughs> We got to do it for the memories, but like, it'll be rough. Such um, deep in time. <laughs> yeah, that was a different version of us. Um, mm-hmm. But so acting, when did you get into acting? Why acting? And, um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you were back and forth from Orlando to LA to pursue acting. What 
have you been a part of? What are you working on in the acting world? Yeah, so I actually started acting. I was always like in plays and stuff since elementary school, kind of just like whatever little kid stuff. I was actually also in high school. I was in the performing arts theater magnet program. Um, so I was doing that. I was a theater kid. And then I had to choose between football and, and acting, basically. I didn't know you were a theater kid. I see it, but I had not known that. Yeah, I was a theater kid. So I had to because it just takes up too much time, both of them. So I had to choose football. Um, went to a division two college before and to play football for a year and a half and then transferred out to UCF. And then, um, I just missed it so much. I didn't want to play football anymore. So I missed acting, started acting, doing improv again in Orlando. And then Kylie actually introduced me to like this online, like acting class, like for this acting coach, it was like a bunch of students, all this stuff. I went in, this was 2019 no 2020 at the end of 2019 going into 2020 so I was still doing improv around that time like 2019 2020 I started taking these acting classes so doing uh, pieces from plays and movies I've been doing that for about two years I took a little break because acting guys is so expensive so freaking expensive like I was spending a lot of money per month with these acting classes and then improv and stuff like that um, I've been a part of three short films. I actually just got the footage back for one of them. I need to send it to you, actually. Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah, so I just finished one of those up. So I've been here just relaxing in Orlando, getting my bearings back, saving money. I was in Miami for about two weeks for some work as well. This was in December. This was in December. I was in Miami for a few weeks. Hey, I was here. Why did not we not hang out? What? In December? Yeah. I could have swore you saw my stories. Maybe I, I might have, but like, I, I don't know. We should have totally hung out. Dang. Oh, well. But yeah, so I've been just kind of traveling around, um, taking a little bit of a break, but I'm getting it back started again, acting-wise, just getting my money right and just getting my schedule right right now. Yeah. So really Can you talk a little bit about those classes and what she mentioned? I, I forget the name of it right now, but she, she mentioned it in her episode. So you can go back and listen to that episode. I'll link it in the show notes for people. But can you talk a little bit about what goes on in an acting class like that and what the process is from going to these acting classes to booking a project? Yeah, so it's it's a lot. People people see it and they think, oh yeah, I want to act. I can be a good actor. It's like it's not just the face, honey. I'm telling you now. <laughs> but so like generally how an acting class goes. So we're part of Crash Acting in Los Angeles, and we have a really good coach, Ben. He's amazing. He's awesome. Um, very close with all of us. And generally how it goes, you go in and you audit the class so if you you're trying to decide if you want to be a part of this community a part of this acting studio and you see like you get to meet everybody and then there's about six to seven group or five to seven groups like that's put up a piece and so they'd be performing a piece uh from a play or a movie and so we're all watching the lights are down the curtains are closed everything like that um, and we're all watching, taking notes. And so essentially your coach would either say something in the middle of the scene or start critiquing at the end of the scene and, and doing it individualist individually. So he'll give like, say like me and Kylie are putting up a scene or me and you are putting up a scene, all three of us. He'll ask us how we're feeling in our bodies, 
what's going on right now, how we appeared on stage, how we appeared as the character and embodying that piece. So essentially that's how, that's like the breakdown of it. There's a couple breaks in between where you get to network and talk more, probably make plans for the week with other actors in the building or set up rehearsal times to come into the studio to rehearse your piece or things like that. Um, so that's like kind of like, and spark notes that's a, that's the simplest thing. Oh, that's super fascinating I'm definitely not an actor or a singer I'm not a performer I was a dancer so I mean I was a performer but like that type of performing is definitely not my scene but it's fascinating and I know like you said a lot of people want to get into acting so there you go that's what it takes to be an actor. and that's one thing and one another thing to get into acting you need to make sure that your portfolio is on point so many people this girl moved and she was asking me all like she moved to be an actor and she had nothing she had no headshots no portfolio no demo reels like like no okay, but if you don't so i get what you're saying but so you know the headshots and that part is a lot easier but how do you start building a portfolio what does it take to if let's say right now let's say i decide you inspired me i want to go start acting how do i put together a portfolio so first things first just create an account on uh, actors access and or back backstage um and the first thing you can do just to start out just put up if you don't have headshots just put up like some semi-professional pictures of yourself like your linkedin picture would work if you've done like anything relatively or close to like acting or modeling say you're an extra or something even like that you can put that up there there's a lot like it doesn't require that it's not required there are some gigs that you can book without having anything at all just from knowing the right people or just being at the right place at the right time because there's always a producer or director that needs an extra or a uh, um, supporting cast or role and stuff like that so um, I don't know if I answer your question completely yeah I mean kind of but just like if you've never like let's say I've never because I haven't I've never been an extra in anything um would like how do I send like demos or so they hear me talk and they hear me rehearse like do I just like like post on YouTube like a monologue of a movie like and then share that link or like how do because it is I know with everything in the world but I know acting especially anything in the the, the, the media industry, industry like you need to know people it's all who you know connections is very important but if you don't have those connections how do you start making those connections what I did Facebook groups those are very helpful. Um, there's plenty of them in every single city and state around with Facebook groups that have openings or like um, workshops. Workshops are very huge. You can put that on your portfolio. Say there's a free workshop that someone's hosting in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's an acting coach hosting one for free. You can put that you've worked with this coach on your resume because you have been. And if it's an ongoing thing, you can put that as well. Um, you can do that. Um, if you don't have any type of, say, okay, so audio, you could, this podcast, for example, you can use your voice from this audio and put that link on, on put this on YouTube and use the audio link and put it on your portfolio on Actors Access or Backstage. That's a start right there. Um, and again, headshots, if you don't have headshots, just use like a professional picture to post to at least start your, um, your but portfolio. Um, 
because yeah, I can imagine it is really difficult to get if you don't have something to show for yourself, but not everyone has the means to take these classes and get this work. So how can they do it from their own home to start putting themselves out there and realizing, do I even want to do this? Like, you know, is this really something I actually want to put the time, energy, effort and money into? Because it is, not only is it financially expensive, it's just time and money and effort. and It's draining. It's, it's super draining. And how do you balance that? Like, so two, twofold question, balance the acting with J talks, like on a professional level and also just you as an actor and you as Jalen, like, how do you navigate that mentally? Those three are very hard to navigate all three at the same time. I'm going to be very honest with you because like, if I'm not creating J talks or writing out uh, something for myself or like to post about with my J talks, I'm reading the script, I'm watching a play, I'm watching a movie. And then by that time, I'm just exhausted. So the time for Jalen, the day's done. Like Jalen, you didn't have much time for yourself today. So I'll try to like substitute one for the other. So, okay, I wrote this out yesterday. I'm gonna go enjoy some coffee or go on a picnic or to the park by myself, so whatever. Um, and then I'll, I'll go back and read my script or I'll go back and record. So it's just with those, like that triangle, you got to substitute one for the other. It's kind of putting one of one for the other in rotation. Yeah, it's prioritization for sure. It's yeah. time management too. But I was just curious how you make time for yourself because again, talking about mental health and how important it is, you know, you need to make time for yourself to do things that you love that are hobbies of yours. Hang out with your friends, hang out with your family, hang out with your girlfriend, you know. Mm. All it's all, that. yeah, it's all just scheduling. Like I'll, there'll be days where I'll take one or two days off just for myself to either relax in bed by myself. Like I'll tell my girlfriend, like, Hey, you can come over and we can hang out if you want, but I'm literally planning on doing nothing today. And she'll just be like, okay, I just want to hang out. <laughs> and like, we'll just lay in bed or the next day it was like, Hey, we'll do something tomorrow. We'll go get lunch or something. So take two full days off. And again, it really just helps me have community, honestly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm a big proponent of just taking a whole day off and literally laying in bed and doing yep. Sometimes you just need that. Um, but yeah, this has been such a great conversation. And I mean, we knew we were going to go all over the map. And I know this episode is definitely a lot more laid back than majority of episodes, but it's just like the podcast is called Let's Get Candid. We're going to get candid and we're going to go there. But um, it's also fun to catch up because we didn't chat much before we recorded i wanted our genuine catching up to be what you guys hear to show that you guys can you know keep your friendships with people from college even if or high school or whatever job or study abroad or whatever and build those relationships even if they're not super close to you because even if you don't see them every day or talk to them every day like those people still do care about you and support you and it makes me so happy to see everything that you're doing and especially the mental health project and J talks. It's again, something that I, I know I've said it several times, but I commend you for because it's so, so important. And I love, you know, that we get to be the ones to, to break those barriers down and make it accessible and relatable and show people that mental health is important and that they can and should talk about it because it's their story, but it doesn't have to define them. Um, the way that we don't let our struggles define us when you, that we use them to propel us forward. So thank you so much, Jalen, for coming on the podcast. You had one piece of advice for anyone, whether it's just like general life advice or 
it can be acting advice or any piece of advice that you have to anyone listening, what would it be? Again, thank you for having me, Kayla. I do appreciate it. The piece of advice that I would say is just as cliche as it sounds, run your race. Everybody's path is different. Everybody coasts with things or handle things completely differently. And that's okay. Your, your, day to day is not going to be what it was yesterday and it's not going to look like the person to your rights day today so just run your race everything's okay the universe is going to provide you with what you need when you need it at the right time so just run your race and you're going to be all right we're going to you're all going to live marvelous lives out there everyone listening to this i love that that's a great piece of advice where can everyone find you and the mental health project so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, Jalen Omega, J-Y-L-E-N Omega. And you can find me there. If you look into my profile on, on YouTube and Instagram, you'll also see the Mental Health Project. You'll see um, where you can email me to my, my business account. And we can talk more about what you, what you all may need. You can always hit me up about what topics you may want to hear on JTalk as well so that's where you all can find me perfect yeah i'll link everything in the show notes below thank you so much sounds good appreciate you